Blog Talk Radio. Or I want to tell you something. God has a unique door with your name on it. That door has opened onto me. In other words, God has a door. God has a door for each individual. There's a uniqueness in your anointing, and God wants you to grab hold of that anointing. This is Pastor Brad Morgan of New Life Beginnings Church. As I was uh, just riding down the road today, I thought of a phrase, and it's out of 1 Kings chapter 19, and the phrase is, what are you doing here? So I'd like to title my message for today, what are you doing here? So it's amazing when God asks you a question, usually you don't know the answer. And so uh, I found when he asks you a question, it's just probably good to uh, listen. And so I want to go to First Kings chapter 19. And you know, Elijah had went through a long battle, three and a half year a battle from the time he declared that there was going to be rain until actually till the time that the rain manifested. And I believe this was a very intense uh, battle. And sometimes the word that you declare is the word that you'll end up uh, suffering for. So he actually ended up suffering for this word. And he, he watched the raven take care of him and which was an unclean bird, and then he watched the widow lady take care of him, which the widow lady wasn't even aware of it, but yet the widow lady was sustained through all the the drought. And then he came to confront Ahab and and tell Ahab that he he was really the problem. Elijah wasn't the problem. And then he killed all the false prophets, and after he killed all the false prophets, then he began to declare that he heard a sound of an abundance of rain. And in fact, let's go there, First Kings 18.41. And Elijah said to Ahab, Go up and eat and drink, for there is the sound of an abundance of rain. I want to tell you something. Many times before something happens, you'll begin to hear something. So he, he heard the sound. In other words, he heard... His promise being manifested. And I believe we're in a time where we're hearing God's promise, where we're hearing God's faithfulness being manifested in our lives. So Ahab went up to eat and drink, and Elijah went up to the top of Carmel. Then he bowed down on the ground and put his face between his knees and said to his servant, Go up now, look towards the sea. So he went up and looked and said, There is nothing. And seven times he said, go again. Now we see the principle of of birthing a miracle in these verses. We see the fact that whenever we're called to birth a miracle, there's always a part that we can do, and then there's a part that God can do. And so we have to do our part. And so Elijah heard the sound of rain, and he didn't just assume that the rain was coming. He knew there was a part that he had to do. He began to go into intercession. Now, this was different the first time in 1 Kings chapter 17. It says that he showed up on the scene and he began to declare that there would be no rain except at his word. And James tells you that both of these types of prayers, the prayer of declaration and then the prayer of intercession, both of these were considered 
prayers. His servant keeps telling him there's nothing. And it's really interesting when uh, when we're, we're walking out of promise that sometimes those that are around us, sometimes those that that serve us are not able to see and are not able to hear what you're hearing. And we have to be careful that these people, we don't allow these people to talk us out of the promise. He said, there is nothing. But Elijah didn't pay any attention to him. He told him to go up and and, uh, keep going. And so then it came to pass the seventh time. Now seven is the number of completion that he said there is a cloud as small as a man's hand rising out of the sea. So he said, go up, say to Ahab, prepare your chariots and go down before the rain stops you. Now here we see another principle in a miracle. The first principle was that there's a part that we have to do. And then second, there's a part that God has to do. And the third part is, is that we have to make preparation, prepare your chariot. I know I had a dream last Pentecost, a two-part dream, and a man of God came to me and told me that the old season was gone and the new had come. And then in the second part of the dream, I had a a lady prophet uh, come and tell me, God is giving you new means of transportation. The first part of the dream, the the person had a had a major, a big ministry. The second part of the dream, the person had a ministry that wasn't as big and wasn't as noted. Yet God spoke through both people. And so this is what he's saying, prepare your chariot. In other words, get yourself ready for what I'm about to do. Because see, if we don't get ourselves ready, the same rain that could be a blessing will end up being a curse. So he told Ahab, get your chariot ready or the rain will stop you. Now it happened in the meantime. I love this. Hebrews 11.1 1 says, now faith is. You know, faith is always now. Hope is confident expectation of good. Hope is in the future. Faith is now. That the sky became black with clouds and wind and there was a heavy rain. There was a soaking. There was a soaking rain. And I want to tell you something. I believe we're in the time of the soaking. I believe that the resurrection, the resurrection of Jesus uh, from the dead, I believe that resurrection made it possible for the soaking rain of the Holy Spirit. And uh, Acts uh, 19 says, have you received the Holy Spirit since you believed. And David said in Psalms 92, he said, I have been anointed with fresh oil. David began to declare that he knew he needed a fresh anointing for what God had called him to do. And so I believe that there's coming a soaking rain, a saturating rain upon our ministries. And this rain will be... um, well, there'll be it'll be a great blessing, but there'll also be adjustment, adjustments in the rain, because God is leading us into a new way of doing things. I know I I shared in the last two weeks I, I shared a message to aim for more than enough, and this message actually came in route to going to Kenya. I just returned from a trip to Kenya. 
And uh, the Lord asked me a question as I was believing for finances for that trip. And the question he asked me was, why are you not aiming for more than enough? Why do you always aim for just enough? That's what he asked me. He said, why do you just aim for enough? Of course, whenever God asks you a question, uh, remember, you don't know the answer. And he began to tell me, because you just aim for enough, then you settle with not enough. Because you just aim for enough, you settle for not enough. So he told me, why don't you aim for more than enough and so I did and God brought in finances and there was more than enough finances for the trip and actually I I came back with money which is very unusual when I go to Kenya but I had people I had pastors actually give me money this time in Kenya but I learned something that I have to set my focus differently not just to settle for enough but to aim for more than enough. So prepare your chariot. Get yourself ready because I'm going to do some things in your life that you've never experienced before. I'm going to do some things in your life that's going to require a new reference point. So Ahab rode away and went to Jezreel. Now I want to tell you something. The same rain that refreshes the people of God, that same rain causes the enemy to be stirred up. So in the midst of this message, again, this message that that I'm getting to, this is just kind of the introduction, is why are you here? And so this is just a tremendous, tremendous breakthrough. Then the hand of the Lord came upon Elijah, and he curded up his loins, and ran ahead of Ahab to the entrance of Jezreel. The hand of the Lord, the power of God, came upon Elijah, and he girded his loins. Now that phrase, girded his loins, means he prepared himself for activity. This is a season, I believe, of more activity. This is a season of the open door. And not just the open door, but the open door and so much more. Look at uh, 1 Corinthians 16, verse, and God is faithful God. I want to tell you something. 1 Corinthians 16, 8, But I will tarry in Ephesus until Pentecost, for a great and effective door has opened to me, and there are many adversaries. A great and effective door. This is a great door. That The word great means it's a massive door. It's a big door. It's a huge door. But also it's, a, it's an effective door. I believe we're in a season where we're going to be more effective. But also it's a door of activity. It's a door of supernatural energy from God. And he says, this door has opened unto me. So we see also that this open door is a unique door. I want to tell you something. God has a unique door. God has a unique door with your name on it. That door has opened unto me. In other words, God has a door 
God has a door for each individual. There's a uniqueness in your anointing, and God wants you to grab hold of that anointing, and God wants you to uh, walk in that anointing. But know that there's going to be resistance with the anointing. There's going to be pushback that comes from the anointing. And so Elijah now has been waiting for three and a half years and even though God is pouring out a fresh anointing on Elijah, this fresh anointing is going to cause Elijah to have to begin to think in a different way. Have you ever discovered that your thinking needs to be adjusted as God brings you into new things, into new places that you've not walked in before? I'm reminded again of Abraham and, and Lot in where it says in Genesis that, that that there was too many inhabitants together. There wasn't enough room for all them together on the land. And so so Abraham told Lot, we need to separate. And, and he said, you can choose first what part of the land you choose and what part you choose. I'll take the other part. And it says that Lot chose for himself chose for himself. So we have to ask ourselves the question, are we going to walk a predictable life or are we going to walk the walk of faith? So after he chose for himself and and the land he looked at by sight, it looked wonderful. But even though it looked by sight wonderful, that land was not in the promise of God, which tells me something that the land that Abram chose did not look wonderful, I believe, but it was in the promise of God. And and so God told Abraham, all the land you can see, look to the north, look to the south, look to the east, look to the west. All the land you can see, I'll give it to you. So he told him to aim for more than enough. He told him, I'm, I'm not going to just bring your provision one way, but I'm going to bring your provision many different ways. He said, one of the ways I'm going to bring your provision is from the north. Now, the north is, is calamity. The north is trials. So God says, I'm going to bring you into a place of more than enough because I'm going to allow the wisdom of God to flow on your life and to flow through your life and you're going to have an ability to solve problems and to solve things for other people and it's going to cause you to walk into what God has for you. So so this is a season. This is a season where God is transitioning. Uh, Elijah has transitioned him has transitioned him into the promise, into the destiny that he'd been fighting for. And now we'll, we'll see in this next chapter, the next time we'll, we'll see God begin to ask Elijah, why are you here? And he's going to begin to adjust his thinking because what we need when we walk into a new season is we need a new wineskin. Father, I pray that you would bless the listening audience. And I thank you for the anointing of the Holy Ghost. And I thank you for touching people that are listening to me and encouraging people that are listening to me this day and refreshing them by your Spirit in Jesus' name. Well, this is Pastor Brad Morgan. It was good being with you today. I hope you enjoyed the message. 
I would like to encourage you to visit our website at newlifebeginningschurch.com. That's newlifebeginningschurch.com. There is a secure site there where you can sow into this ministry. If you would like to sow by mail, our address is New Life Beginnings Church, P.O. Box 203, Paston, Texas 77466. If you do not have a church home, I want to invite you to come visit ours. Our Sunday service is at 1030. The church address is 5609 FM 359 North, Brookshire, Texas 77423. We offer child care for the four-year-olds and younger. We also offer children's church for the five-year-olds up to fifth grade twice a month. On Wednesday nights, we reach out to the kids in the Brookshire Patterson area. We have service and classes that start at 7 p.m. If you have prayer requests or would like to speak with us, our church phone number is 281-802-8094. You can contact me by email at bmorgan542 at gmail.com. That's bmorgan542 at gmail.com. We invite you to subscribe to our podcast, The Best is Yet to Come, wherever you get your podcasts. This program is sponsored by New Life Beginnings Church. And again, this is Pastor Brad Morgan. And I would like to remind you, the best is yet to come. We love you and thanks for listening.